Hello, this is Mary Clay from the future, and I'm here to tell you the fun announcement that this episode has been split into two parts because one, I know that people really love Treebeard. He's a fan favorite. This is a fan favorite chapter, and I totally understand why. It's a great section of Two Towers. And also, two, Neil and I had a great conversation, and it came out to be an hour and 45 minutes, and I really don't want to cut any of it because I want you all to be able to enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed it. So this will be covering about the first half of our conversation, and then be on the lookout next week for the second half. And I hope that you all enjoy this. And if you do, then maybe I'll continue doing this for special chapters or longer chapters again in the future. So happy tree bearding. Hello, and welcome to episode 22, all about tree beard. Chapter four, book three of the two towers, being the 22nd part of that's what I'm talking about. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I am joined once again, back by popular demand, Neil Metcalf. Hi, everyone. <laughs> have you have you seen that you were specifically requested? Yeah, in when you when you texted me about that, when you were like, come on again. And you're like, you're somebody in the comments like specifically requested you. I was like, what? And then like went and read all the comments. And I was like, that's so cute. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And then... Get, uh, listeners, I also texted Neil when I started Two Towers, seeing if he had a preference for chapters, and like immediately responded, all caps, tree beard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love this chapter, and, and I, I see, I, love- I see why. And I'm so glad that I have you back on for this chapter because I'm getting a lot of Tom Bombadil vibes. Yes. Yeah. So. It's a nice parallel. Yeah. Very good. I hope there's some other weird forest mythical person and return of the king and then you can come back for that chapter too (laughs) (laughs) we'll see when you get there yeah so where do you want to start i figured i just we'll start at the very beginning a very very good good place place to start start. yeah (laughs) well not the very beginning but we'll start at the beginning of wait a minute is there really a chapter called flotsam and jetsam yes those are the eels from 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 little mermaid yeah little mermaid what yeah well because flotsam is Floating debris in the water, and jetsam is debris that's washed up on shore. Those are actual words for things? Okay, well then, the more you know. I was like, wow, the Little Mermaid went like for a deep cut <laughs> in naming their eels. Yes, chapter four of the Two Towers, Tree, Tree Beard. Beard. This is such a, once again, like I feel like its legacy precedes it. Because when I was going into it, I was like, okay, I got to cover, I got to read this really well, got to take good notes, unlike for the previous chapters where everyone's just running and yeah, escaping things. Yeah, with the Urukai and, and yeah. all that good stuff. And then um, now, great stuff actually happens. But... A little gym, a little, a little forest respite for our young hobbits. Yes, yes. So Mary and Pippin, I was kind of surprised. Oh, geez, my mom was calling me. I'll have to call you back later. <laughs> Can I call Please you Please leave that in the there podcast. I will have to leave it in the podcast because it was overlapping my audio. Mom, if you ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> she told me once that she made it like halfway through the first episode. And I was like, honestly, that's, that's great. <laughs> I'm like, I, thank you. <laughs> I had been listening along for most of the book one, but then 
uh, the way I do with all podcasts, I was just letting you like go for a while and yeah. then was going to go back and like listen to them all at once because I just <laughs> listen to like one, especially at work, and I listen to like one for an hour and then I'd be like, now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone messaged me and said like, I've been saving up all of your episodes for my drive to my family's house for Thanksgiving. So I have episodes saved up for the five-hour drive there and the five-hour drive back. And I was like, that's a lot of time to listen to me talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, I'm, I'm honored, but... <laughs> Anywho, um, for anyone who is traveling this holiday season... Um, Consider talking around. Yeah. No, wait, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yes. So... Mary and P- oh yeah, I was gonna say I was really surprised that it picked up back up with Mary and Pippin because I thought it would jump back to maybe Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli mm-hmm. in the previous chapter, and then like they would run into each other and then they would stumble upon the Ents. So I was really surprised that this was completely Mary and Pippin, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later um, once we get into the politics of the Ents. But <laughs> Neil's laughing because I wrote down um, a shrug. Yeah, I-, I literally drew a person shrugging. So it's one of my most used reactions. Same, so. same. I have it as a, a text shortcut. Yeah, I do too. So I can just like type it really fast. Yes, I do too. So anywho, um, yeah. So Mary and Pippin run into the Fangorn Forest and kind of talking about the legacy of the forest. And they're like, I'm not sure this is a great place for us mm-hmm. to be, but honestly, what other choice do we have? Because if, if I'm remembering correctly, and I think I am, they know about... Fangorn through um, Bilbo, because I'm pretty sure in, in the the Hobbit when um, Bilbo and all of his dwarf boyfriends are <laughs> traveling to the Lonely Mountain, they pass through what's called Fangorn. the Mirkwood. Oh, okay. Um, because it's like dark and and gloomy, and so they have this like they already have this preconceived idea of the forest before they get there, and then they're chased by the orcs and the Urukai, and like into the yeah. forest and they're like oops <laughs> if this is where i think we are we might have made we're a mistake. screwed <laughs> well and also considering what their experiences were when they were in the old forest mm-hmm. i can understand a very similar vibe to yeah it. i can understand their concern but um anyway so they're talking about yeah uh, mary says you can't imagine animals living here or staying for long and pippin says no nor hobbits and i don't like the thought of trying to get through it either Nothing to eat for a hundred miles. I'm like, <laughs> how are classic how's our food? Pippin? Classic Pippin. Oh shoot! I saw a really. I'm not even gonna try and pull it up. Anyway, I just saw a tweet that like a actual person tweeted. Mm-hmm. Oh, it said like every. It's like why do people talk about breakfast being the most important meal of the day? Every meal is the every meal is an important meal of the day. All seven of them. And I was like, are you a hobby about this? <laughs> Anyhow, and so then they see a random light off in the distance, and they're like, I guess let's follow that, and let's head in that direction. And I'm like, that's concerning. I don't think that's a great idea. When, I'm just fact-checking myself, because after I said that, I'm like, what if I'm wrong, and then all of, all of don't your worry about fans it. just see, rip me literally apart? Literally, <laughs> all of my guests say that, and I'm like, no one is going to do that, because all of my... All of the people and listeners are so nice. I know. And honestly, it's Tyler and Ethan who roast me the most. <laughs> because Tyler texted me within six hours of an episode being released and was like, you pronounce 
draft wrong. And I was like, it's spelled weird. <laughs> no, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, regardless, even if it's not the same place, they still have a pre- preconceived yeah, idea. Yeah, they're still very forest. scared. Yes. Yeah, and also having survived the old forest and the first book... I think they're just distrusting of gloomy forests Of all forests, now. yeah. And they're also by themselves. Just the two of them. Yeah. These two chuckleheads. Um, I think the post or meme that I'm most proud of ever is I just posted for last week's chapter slash episode, the Paul Rudd reaction to, look at us. Look at the two of us. Who would have thought? <laughs> and I said, Mary and Pippin escaping from the orcs. But honestly, that's just... Mary, it's Mary just and Pippin. Mary and Pippin like, Pippin anywhere. Look, at, look at the two of us. Who, who, who would have thought? thought? Not me. <laughs> and that's like just honestly their entire mood. But mm-hmm. anyway, so they follow this mysterious light and yeah. then they reach a the wall sun. kind of. Was it the sun actually? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's just the sun like peeking Streaming through, through the, the trees. trees. And okay. The, the canopy is so dense that like as soon as they see any amount of sunlight, we're like, like that has to there. be a good spot. <laughs> let's go over there where there's light. And they reach this wall and it has kind of, um, it says something like a stair. So I was just as confused as Mary and Pippin as to what this was. Mm-hmm. Is this something that like the Ents have built to like keep people out? No, I think... I think it's sort of, I always kind of pictured it in a way, kind of like natural bridge in in Virginia, just like an existing natural structure that then Treebeard's like, well, this is a lovely place to just stand and look at all my trees. (laughs) Um, I I think it's supposed to be really ambiguous because, as always, Tolkien has to just talk around things rather than telling you straight up. But you're also told that, like, this is a very old forest. And Treebeard is a very old person. Yes. So I, I don't know necessarily if, if this is supposed to be just natural stairs that they find or if Treebeard at one point carved stairs and then just through time they've like weathered away to look more like just this weird... Something, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's because... Um, I think it's in this chapter. Um, they talk about the Ents being the shepherds of the forest. Yeah. So I think it's just like a nice outcropping for him to essentially look at his flock yeah. and like keep an eye yeah, on cause them. Yeah, because it yeah it does say high up, almost level with the tops of the forest trees. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that makes sense that he would go up and stand there and be like, Look at him. Sim- Look at my babies. <laughs> Everywhere the light touches. <laughs> what about that dark shadowy place? Did I study? <laughs> Literally one place, Simba. One place you shouldn't go. Everywhere the light touches. (laughs) What about that scary dark place? (laughs) Is there light there, Simba? No? Then what what do you think? Yeah, let's not go there. Anyhow. So they climb up this place and they notice that... um, the where they had been before it felt like they it felt almost like oppressive like mm-hmm. they couldn't breathe or or think freely. Yeah. it felt kind of just feels like very closed in and so is, when they they climb up they're like oh my god this is so much better <laughs> which is really interesting to me like they're at these this almost like ground level sea level i don't know but they're in the middle of the forest around all these trees that should be producing a bunch of oxygen and it should be easy to breathe but they talk about it being very like claustrophobic and stuffy and then they climb this like little tiny mountain and get and like break through the canopy and the air is more full and easier to breathe and you'd think it would be reversed the opposite yeah like they go higher the air should get thinner but they're they're down low down at the roots and and can't breathe it's just these weird little like all sorts of 
flipped ways that that Tolkien does to increase this this suspense and like where are they? What are they about to run into? Yeah, I also yeah I also wrote down. So this place has magic healing powers because it it mentions that. Oh yeah, it says. They were too eager to be surprised at the remarkable way in which the cuts and the sores of their captivity had been healed and their vigor had returned after drinking from the stream. Yes, exactly. Yes. How did you know I was going to read that? (laughs) Neil's smart, y'all. Yeah, so I'm like, cool, another place with magic healing powers. Sounds great to me. And pretty much as they're standing there wondering, just like we are, like, what is this place? Where are they? A a mythical voice speaks Mm -hmm. to them from behind. Pippin, so Pippin says, yes, I'm afraid this is only a passing gleam and it will go all gray again. What a pity this shaggy old forest looks so different in the sunlight. I almost felt like I liked the place. And then from behind them says, almost felt like you liked the forest? That's good. That's uncommonly kind of you. Turn round and let me have a look at your faces. I almost feel that I dislike you both, but let us not be hasty. Turn around. And then they turn around and there... He is. In all of his 14-foot glory. <laughs> Tree beard. <laughs> so wonderful. <clears throat> what a good what a good boy. I'm just going to read this description. Yeah. Because it's once again clear to me that Tolkien loves Treebeard. Yeah. Because of the description. Like, Tolkien is not... It's like how parents are like, no, I don't have favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien <laughs> about his characters. Yeah, or like, maybe, maybe teachers is more, where teachers are like, no, I don't have favorite students. And then like, there's always, there's like three students that they're always like talking to, or I don't know, high-fiving or whatever. Or yeah, Call, yeah exactly. And it's exact, Tolkien is exactly like that, where he's like, no, I don't have favorites. And then we'd get no descriptions of like what the orcs look like. We barely get a description of yeah. We barely get descriptions of what Frodo and Merry and Pippin and Sam look like. And then we have a two paragraph description of what Treebeard looks Mm -hmm. like. I'm gonna try not to read it all, but it's just so good. Also, they found that they were looking at a most extraordinary face. It belonged to a large man-like, almost troll-like figure, at least 14 foot high, very sturdy, with a tall head and hardly any neck. Whether it was clad in stuff like green and gray bark or whether that was its hide was difficult to say. And then I want to cut down to how Pippin, it, it constantly in this chapter references like what Pippin tries to describe Treebeard as later on in his life. Mm-hmm. And so this is Pippin trying to describe his eyes. Those deep eyes were now surveying them slow and solemn, but very penetrating. They were brown, shot with a green light. And then this is this is the part where Pippin kind of like his narration comes in. One felt as if there was an enormous well behind them, filled up with ages of memory and long, slow, steady thinking. But their surface was sparkling with the present, like sun shimmering on the outer leaves of a vast tree or on the ripples of a very deep lake. I don't know, but it felt as if something that grew in the ground, asleep, you might say, or just feeling itself as something between root tip and leaf tip, between deep earth and sky had suddenly waked up and was considering you with the same slow care that it had given to its own inside affairs for endless years. Holy cow. (laughs) And also keep in mind, what I've just read aloud is a fraction of how Tolkien describes Mm -hmm. um, the Ents and Treebeard in general. Yeah, my note was clearly Tolkien loves Treebeard. Yeah, so then then this is when I've heard a lot about the Ents and 
not like haven't really known much about them and it's really funny because i was met when i had no idea what the ints were and so when people were talking about them or saying that i was imagining them as like small little like pixie mm-hmm. character almost like um shoot what's um what's newt scamander's little leaf buddy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what but, is oh that? what is that little little tree dude <laughs> bow truckle bow truckle thank you he got there faster Man, I never in a million years would have gotten to that. Yeah, anyway, I was imagining that the ints... Yeah, oh, it's so cute. He's so cute. I love them. But yeah, I was imagining the ints as like a little small chuckle. little cutesy characters like that that were like had tons and tons of years worth of, I guess, magic or wisdom or something. And they just like secretly lived and were working in the fort. No, they're very obviously large, huge mm-hmm. creatures. And they're tree-like too, because um, and I like the way little little hints that they were going to meet something perhaps when they were running up this thing. Because as we talked about, they talk about it being like stairs, like a shelf. And they said nothing grew up here but a few grasses and weeds at its edges, and one old stump of a tree with only two bent branches left. It looked almost like the figure of some gnarled old man, standing there blinking in the morning light. They climbed and scrambled up the rock. If the stair had been made, it was for bigger feet and longer legs than theirs. I totally didn't even, like, pick up on that. But yeah, that's great. Tolkien is great at stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe I did highlight that part. I did highlight that part about... As if it was made for bigger feet. Almost like that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was stairs (laughs) for bigger feet. Tolkien's like, wow, these are almost like stairs for big things. (laughs) It's like, Hmm. maybe because they are. Wonder what they're going to run into. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, Treebeard introduces himself as the int. Mm -hmm. The V is italicized in my copy his yeah, name is fangorn also treebeard and he says treebeard will do i also oh and he also says like well my real name is in intish but it would take us years for me to yeah. say it basically and i love i love this characterization of the ints as these really like slow unbothered i mean like mm-hmm. they're the his catchphrase is not so hasty. Yeah, let's not don't be, be hasty. hasty. Not so hasty. And I love that the Intish language matches that, where it's a so very slow. long and slow language because they're like, we're trees. We're gonna live forever. What do we have to care about? We we can sit here and talk for days if we want to. I know, but yeah. So this is this is his forest because they entered Fangorn Forest. Yes, and he says, "I am Fangorn." Yeah, and he is the the int, the I chief of that. the ints. I love that. Yeah, and he is trying to figure out what exactly Merry and Pippin are, and he sings this little song, and he's like, "Well, obviously you're not dwarves, you're not ints, you're not elves. What the heck are you?" And then Pippin suggests an addition, a line to the song, to the song mm-hmm. that will include hobbits. And <laughs> once again, not so hasty, you call yourselves hobbits. I love that. But um, just kind of like once again, a reminder that like no one knows what hobbits are. Yeah, hobbits, No one has heard of hobbits. Even one of the oldest creatures in Middle Earth is like, a what? Who are you? <laughs> You're a what? <laughs> We're a hobbit. You're a what now? Which a makes half-life? me wonder if, if hobbits... Are an old species or just sort of like sprang up one day as sort of like natural selective evolution shown Maybe. along? Because it only seems like a few people know what hobbits are. Like the people, the, the big people, as the hobbits call them, that live near them, 
know about them because they trade yeah. with them. And then Gandalf, because he loves to just hang out with them. And then a few of the elves. But other people run into them and they're like, what is this weird dwarf? Who is this child with <laughs> what is that, large feet? Yeah. Yeah, because they, the the golden trio, as I've been calling them, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, mm-hmm. tell the, yeah, tell the riders of Rohan when they, they were like destroying children. the, yeah, they're like, well, they might have looked like kids to you. Hopefully you didn't kill them. But yeah, just kind of, I don't know. I think it's just mostly a f- these little things that go in to say, like, see, like, Hobbits really don't ever leave the Shire. Mm-hmm. And that's how weird this is. That Mary, Sam, Pippin, and Frodo, Frodo, and Bilbo... Have all gone out and done ...have things. left the Shire. Like, that's how uncommon it is. That the oldest mother in the entire Middle Earth, besides Tom Bombadil, doesn't like, know what they are. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. A what? <laughs> and I also really like this <clears throat> this dichotomy between the hobbits and, and the Ents because, like, they want to know what he is and what's his name. And he... Where is it that he says it? He doesn't... One, he, he can't tell them his real name because, like, a day will go by before he even finishes <laughs> speaking it. Yeah. Um, but also that, like, two tree beard, the, the words in his language and names of things have, like, a power and, like, a mastery over them. And he's like, who called y'all hobbits, though? That does not sound elvish to me. Elves made all the old words they began it. Nobody calls us hobbits. We call ourselves that. <laughs> Good now, not so hasty. You call yourselves hobbits, but you should not go telling just anybody. You'll be letting out you'll be letting out your own right names if you're not careful. We aren't careful about that, <laughs> said Mary. As a matter of fact, I'm a brandy buck. Marriatic brandy buck. Though most people just call me Mary. And I'm a took, Peregrine Took, and I am generally called Pippin, even Pip. So like they're like, I don't give a sh. It's my yeah. name. Yeah. Wanna know, and then, yeah. I want to know my whole backstory. Yeah, and Treebeard responds to that, hmm, but you are hasty folk, I yeah. see. So I, like, yeah, he I love that. Slow. Every word seems to have like meaning when it comes out yeah. of his mouth. Mm-hmm. He like thinks for a moment before he speaks. He has all these little like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. As he's like thinking. And Mary is like, you wanna know my whole story? You wanna know my family? You wanna know my kids? Wanna know my, my grandfather? Wanna know everything about me? Like yeah. they're such fast <laughs> talkers. And information just like flows out of them. Whereas Treebeard is like, ooh, slow down, pump the brakes here. I just met y'all. Yeah. Treebeard, he says, my name is growing all the time, and I've lived a very long, long time. So my name is like a story. Real names tell you the story of the things they belong to in my language in the old Entish, as you might say. It is a lovely language, but it takes a very long time to say anything in it, because we do not say anything Mm -hmm. in it unless it is worth taking a long time to say and to listen to. That's so, that's just so like powerful and cool. Yeah, it's like our language is long because it carries so much meaning and importance that we're only going to put effort into saying it for the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. Which is why later on it's a big deal when they have their little council and it's all in Intish. The Intish. And yeah. And most, I think that's also mostly because that seems to be their common language. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows Intish, but not everyone knows the common, the capital yeah. C common, common language as Tolkien refers to it, aka English. But he won't come out and say this West is Friends? English. Westrian, I think, is what he calls it in his story. It's English. Oh, and I, I, they capture him in the movie so great because he picks them up like he does in this. And yeah, the like two babies. Of them, little babies <laughs> in his hands, and he's looking at them, and he starts talking. And, and in the movie, Pippin goes, 
it's talking, Mary. The tree is talking. <laughs> and then it, the tree beard goes, tree, I am no tree. I am an ant. And I it's love just so that. good. I love that. Um, the movie's got a lot right, but in my opinion, the best adaptation from the book is Treebeard and like, oh, that's everything great. about him. That's great. Yeah, and it's at this point that I, after he says... He's talking about, I have lived a very long, long time that I'm like, so this is, this is like Tom Bombadil part two, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this is the two towers version of Tom but Bombadil. But less creepy and a lot less questions. And I was also just like further on, I'll try and point out moments where it reminded me of this, but I was also getting like Lorax vibes. <laughs> Like, I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But only the Danny DeVito one. (laughs) (laughs) Not the, like, old cartoon one, but the Danny DeVito one. He was just reminding me of a mixture of... Let me see if I can find what I wrote down. Oh, I wrote down... He reminded... It reminded me of a mixture of, like, the Lorax and the giving tree, or the the tree Mm -hmm. in the giving tree. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that really depressing book that we read to children. Um, Which is kind mm. of like, you damage your parents by existing. And you're yeah. like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, mom, for reading that to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll try and point out the moments that, as we're going through the chapter, that remind me of, like, see, this is where he's really Loraxing or something. Oh, and I love this part where he wants to know more about them. Um, and, like, what, because they're talking about Gandalf and he knows Gandalf. Because mm-hmm. Gandalf seems to just wander and know everybody. And he says that, uh, but you speak of Master Gandalf as if he was in a story that has come to an end. Yes, we do, said Pippin, sadly. The story seems to be going on, but I am afraid Gandalf has fallen out of it. Which is like, thanks, Pippin. Thanks for the pun. Gandalf literally fell, but... Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gandalf uh, t- has died. I didn't even think and, of that. And, and Pippin just, like, makes a little joke out of it really fast. Um, and so and, he wants to, wants to hear more. Yeah, well, and just before that, Mary, yeah, when Treebeard is asking them, like, the opening questions about, like, tell me about you, Mary says... There's quite a lot going on. I'm like, that's an understatement of the year. But <laughs> well, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to do. And then I'm pretty sure once again, yeah, like once again, Treeper hits him with a, let's not be hasty then. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot going on. Let's... Tell me everything. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he says, if you'd like to hear more, more, said Mary, we will tell you, but it will take some time. Wouldn't you like to put us down? Couldn't we sit here together in the sun while it lasts? You might be getting tired of holding us up. Hmm, tired. No, I am not tired. I do not easily get tired, and I do not sit down. I'm not very, hmm, bendable. But there, the sun is going in. Let us leave this. Did you say what you called it? Hill, suggested Pippin. Shelf, step, suggested Mary. Treebeard repeated these words thoughtfully. Hill, yes, that is what it is. But it is such a hasty word for a thing that has stood here ever since this part of the world was shaped. Never mind, let us leave it and go. That even the word that, that... Is what it is. Treebeard's like, yes, but like, that's too short of a word for a thing this old. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that that word doesn't carry nearly as much significance in, like, history and importance to it as... Because Treebeard has been there forever. So he was probably mm-hmm. like, I remember that hill when it was just a... Just a little rock. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, and then I love when he's like, let's go to my house. And they're like, is it far? And he's like, what is... 
far. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, also they, um, yeah, they are like counting, trying to count the steps or something. And it mentions like they take a thousand or three thousand int strides or something. And I'm like, Christ. <laughs> yeah. And those are, those are tree beards. Yeah. Those are, but, and strides. he, and to him, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's just a quick walk. What, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, so he takes, he scoops, as we mentioned, scoops them up like babies. Little baby. It literally says way- holds each one in the crook of his arm. Like, yeah. Just a little baby. Um, oh, wait, shoot. Sorry. I want to make sure I don't skip over. Oh, yeah. So for when they're taught, when he was asking, earlier when he was asking them about Gandalf, Treebeard says, we might do some things together. I don't, I don't know about sides. I go my own way. But your may your way may go along with mine for a while, and so I was like, "Oh no, are the tree are the are the tree beards, <laughs> are the ints gonna be a uh, are they gonna like Switzerland this?" And they're like, "We're not taking sides." And I was like, "Oh great, this could be concerning." And then this is where and then my this is where the shrug Wait, did you thing move came. To? Oh, oh, we I, I just went back. Yeah. Numbers, so. <clears throat> um, I went back. It's like right before Pippin says the story oh, seems to be going up. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then my next note was Treebeard, IDK. And then I wrote the little shrug person <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what to feel about Treebeard. And later, Mary and Pippin kind of voiced similar thoughts because I was like, I don't know if this is someone we can trust. I don't know if this is someone who will be recruited on our side or will fight for us or anything. I was I was very concerned. Like, I was like... I want to love this chapter and this char- and these characters, but I'm doing so hesitantly because yeah. I'm also waiting for them to be like, no, we're not going to help you. Yeah, Just like good old Tom out. Bombadil. Like He also gives them a drink of something. Is this, wait, is this now or later? I don't remember. Sometimes I sometimes when I'm when it's a really good chapter and I'm just reading, I'll remember to go back and write mm-hmm. down things. But anyway, so they I think this is after they get to his house. Anywho, um they yeah, so he carries them like babies. Like little babies. <laughs> and um and then they get to his house and they drink this water, I guess. I don't know. And it's once again another like magical liquid that heals everything. And it's mm-hmm. at this point that I'm like, does every race have some version of this? Because the elves have given it to the hobbits before. The orcs gave it, the to, orcs them. Gave it to them, but it was a little more evil for some reason. Yeah, let's also talk about the fact that I know it's not this chapter, but the movies make the orcs seem so brutish and like horrible. And they are. Let me just like put that <laughs> out on the table. But Pippin and Mary are like, we're tired. And the captain's like, okay. Time Here's to take some- a rest, everybody. They're gonna eat some <laughs> some nasty bread and drink this drink. Everybody, sit down for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I d- yeah. We were saying in the chapter, I mean, the episode before that, like, it's very lucky that the orcs decided to keep them alive because yeah. they very easily could have just killed them and mm-hmm. then be like, "Oops, they don't have the ring. Bummer." <laughs> Shut. <Shucks. laughs> we got the wrong ones, folks. We got to go back. We got to find the others. But yeah, so yeah, Treebeard. Gives them a magical potion, and I'm trying to think. I guess the only people we haven't seen a magical potion from are the dwarves, or the wizards, yeah. I guess. The dwarves don't really play a huge part in a lot of this story. They're mostly the hobbit story. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Dwarves play a bigger part in the hobbit. Poor Gimli. <laughs> well, Gimli's dad oh. is actually a part of um, Bilbo's troop. That's right. I remember this. Yeah. Because he was, at, I think he was at the... 
Council of Elrond. Mm-hmm. You went with Gimli. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bilbo starts recounting the true story of what happened. And Gimli's dad, I don't know what his, remember what Gloin. his name. Gloin. Gloin. That's right. And I called him Gloin. And I was <laughs> like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, Gloin. And Gloin was sitting there like, this is very different from what you told us about what happened. <laughs> Anywho, so they... Oh, yeah, they're telling the, a bit of their story and they're talking about, oh, that's, a, oh, the, another reason why they're concerned about this forest is because apparently Celeborn warned them about it. I don't remember that happening, but Pippin yeah, brings them it when up. They show up. Um, yeah, Pippin brings it up. And Treebeard is like, oh, why did you go to that forest? And then, so his name, I guess, for Lothlorien <laughs> yeah. is nonsense. And my brain literally read it as, do not get ri- do not risk getting entangled in the woods of Laurel Lynn Doranon. Thank you. Laurel or Yanny. <laughs> Laurel or Yanny. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, my brain was like the tr- the woods of <laughs> and I love it, um <clears throat> his word for it in an in dish at the bottom. Um, so he's telling them, giving them the story, it's a queer place, not for anyone to venture in, and I'm surprised that you ever got out, but much more surprised that you ever got in. That has not happened to strangers for many, many years. It is a queer land. And so it is. Folk have come to grieve here. Aye, they have to grieve Laurel Doranon, Lindalorador, Malinorinellian, or Namalin. He hummed to himself. They are falling rather behind in the world in there, I guess. Neither in this country nor in anything else outside the Golden Wood. It is what it was when Celeborn was born. Still, and I'm going to butcher this, but Tarelamoe, Tumbalamorna, Tumbalotare, Lomenor. Sure. Intish. But in the back of the book, it has a little F under ints. My book has that note too. And so I went to flip and I have no appendix in my version. Aww. There's just the maps. I was like, why would you do that? Really? Yeah. I've That's just, so mean. I just have the maps. And I was like, well, I guess I'll never know what that means. But doesn't this, isn't this a set of three? Do you think the last one has the appendix? Um, Maybe, yeah. Who knows? But anyways, I flipped to it and it gives you a little translation. Forest, mini shadow, deep valley black, deep valley forest, gloomy land is what that means. Also, fun fact, Fangorn in Elvish and Sundaran means bearded tree. Oh, sounds familiar. (laughs) They gave him a name in Elvish and he was like, yes, I do have a beard. And I do (laughs) have a tree. I am a tree. (laughs) And I am a tree, so... Well, he's more than a tree. God, the balls on Tolkien to write a book like this and then just fill it with nonsense language in like the 50s and then be like, everyone read it. And everyone's like, yeah, this is amazing. Everyone's like, yeah, we'll read it. We have nothing better to do. It's like that. It's like that John Mulaney joke about let's go watch the ships oh, yeah. sail away. At we've the- got nothing better to do. Yeah, like, well, there's nothing better for us to do. Let's all go stand on the dock and, and wave, wave until it disappears across the horizon. <laughs> also, if that's gotten cold, you can go pop it in the microwave. No, no, it's fine. I only got a little bit left. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name Tolkien. for the forest is just mini gloomy forest, lots of black, dark place, like, gloom. <laughs> it's at this point that I, like, once again, I really want to do a deep dive into the life of 
Jert Tolkien. <laughs> James Ronald Reagan Tolkien. It's honestly very close. What? I know. People have sent me a billion times what it actually is, it's, but... I don't think... I thought his name was John? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt Tolkien. Um, have you seen my John Ronald Rule Raul Tolkien. Yeah, John um, Ronald Rule Tolkien. Anyway, but like, Speaking I really want to do a deep now. dive into his life because it seems absolutely bad. bad. Yeah, well, I mean, he went, he served in both wars, and so. like, it's like, can, yeah, can you blame him at that point? But like also This is just like the most intense when he like when he writes, when he writes fantasy. names like that, like what you just did, the dark forest, creepy, scary Gloom Forest, Gloom dark Forest, place, Valley yeah. of Shadow. <laughs> it sounds like um do you know what the site um Wish is? It's this like really cheap Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. where they sell like a bunch of knockoffs and, and like, like overstock stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and and everything is like $5, basically. Mm-hmm. And they try and put as many search terms into the product name as possible. So instead of it being like purple hoodie, it would be like purple, pink, blue, hoodie, sweatshirt, shirt, soft, warm shirt, <laughs> hood, pocket, women, girls, shirt is what they would name it to try and get I as many I love having hits on a, it, a woman, pocket, girl, shirt, girl, blouse, <laughs> They're my favorite things to wear. Yeah. But yeah. I just wrote it. Sorry, I'm very confused by my own notes because I, <laughs> I just wrote down Int's deaths. I don't know what that's referring to. What? But, oh, oh, maybe, about- maybe this. So he's, yeah. So Treebeard says, some of us are still true Ints, but many are growing. Oh, that's, that's what. Many are growing sleepy, going tree-ish, as you might say. Some of the, most of the trees are just trees, of course, but many are half awake. So this is kind of like how they mm-hmm. die or how they notice that they're dying is they they are growing sleepy. They become more tree-ish. I love this. Many are half awake. Just like a very kind of like sad way to describe mm-hmm. death. Um, yeah. It, it's very, and it makes sense because um, they're such good friends. But did you ever read Prince Caspian in any of the Chronicles of Narnia books? No, but I watched the movies. Yeah, so so in Prince Caspian, when they return, when the, the, the family exactly returns back about. to the to Narnia, it's yeah. become a much more wild place. Yeah. And the trees that used to be very sentient and alive and mm-hmm. would like, these spirits would come out of them, of the trees and speak to them, have like receded into themselves and yeah. have like fallen asleep um and then you know as yeah because there's there's a part in the prince caspian movie where lucy sees like a bear mm-hmm. by the lake and, and she's she like oh look a friend and she goes over and, and they're like that's a real, bear. It's a real bear he's coming for us he's gonna and eat us the, the dwarf whose name i can't remember it says that really great line about the longer you're treated like an animal the more animal you'll become oh so they start to like because those those men have moved into Narnia from across the ocean and are just treating Narnia like... Colonizers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was really great that I, I, I really liked that I'm coming back on, on this chapter because they talk about trees that have started to fall into themselves and become more just, just plants without any sort of yeah. like... They're just trees. Awareness. And then it says... Um, 
When that happens to a tree, you find that some have bad hearts. Nothing to do with their wood, I do not mean that. Why, I knew some good old willows down the entwash, gone long ago, alas. They are quite hollow, indeed they're falling all to pieces, but as quiet and as soft-spoken as a young leaf. And then there are some trees in the valleys under the mountains, sound as a bell, and bad right through. The sort of things seem to spread. There used to be some very dangerous place- parts in this country. There are still some very black patches. Like the old forest away to the north, do you mean? asked Mary. Aye, aye, something like that, but much worse. And then this part confirms our suspicions, because we were yeah. wondering, is this connected to Sauron's return to power? Sauron's mm-hmm. existed. And he says, I do not doubt that there is some shadow of the great darkness lying there still away to the north, and bad memories are handed down. But there are hollow dales in the land where the darkness has never been lifted, and trees are older than I am. Still, we do what we can. We keep off strangers and the foolhardy. We train and we teach, and we walk and we weed. Which also explains why people have been so scared of Fangorn for so long. And it's partly because the Ents have been trying to keep people out, out yeah. to keep people from getting caught up in <laughs> uh-huh. these bad trees. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're almost the, a whisper campaign to keep people <laughs> away from away from this place. It's like, to no, it's a dangerous no, place. No, you don't want to go there. Uh-huh. You don't That's go real there. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Isn't, it, isn't that kind of what they did with naming... Iceland and Greenland, mm-hmm. where they named one of them Iceland. Yeah, the nice little the nice the nice place they named it Iceland. And then the really cold frozen one for like nine months out of the year, they named Greenland. Greenland. <laughs> Everyone was like, well, clearly we want the green one. <laughs> um, and then we also get a little more background on exactly kind of what the Ents are. For Ents are more like elves, less interested in themselves than men are, and better at getting inside other things. And yet again, ants are more like men, more changeable than elves are, and quicker at taking the color of the outside, you might say, or better than both, for they are steadier and keep their minds on things longer. So basically, he's roasting not only men, but also elves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, we are better than both of them for many reasons. Greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Yeah, and then he talks about some of the history, um... Some of my kin look just like trees now and need something great to rouse them and they speak only in whispers. But some of my trees are limb life and may, may, many can talk to me. Elves begin it, of course, waking up trees and teaching them to speak and learning their tree talk. They always wished to talk to everything the old elves did, but then the great darkness came and they passed away over the great. sea or fled into the far valleys and hid themselves and made songs about days that would never come again. Never again. Aye, aye, there was all one wood once upon a time here to the mountains of Loon and... This was just the East End. It really is. I'm really, <clears throat> I'm glad that you were, that you brought up the, the Narnia parallel here because I was trying, I was like, this really reminds me of something, but I can't remember what it was. And that's definitely it. And like, just once again, showing that Lewis and Tolkien were so good friends, bros until they almost weren't. Until, yeah. <laughs> Until they almost killed each other or whatever. Yeah, until they fought. Man, let me find. There was... Oh, no, I don't want to open that because that might <laughs> ruin my computer. There was some post about, like, someone shared on the Tolkien About Community group on Facebook, which everyone should join. I'll leave a link in the episode description. Um, but someone shared a post about, like, Tolkien and Lewis would go to parties dressed as bears just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> let me find it. Um... Oh, and I love this when he talks about how the air used to smell so so good. I used to spend a week just breathing. Man, that's so good. 
Oh, it says, why is it not common knowledge that Tolkien... Oh, no, I accidentally clicked away from it. There we go. Why is it not common knowledge that Tolkien and C.S. Lewis once went to a non-costume party dressed as polar bears? <laughs> and then someone, like, reblogged this and added, Tolkien also used to chase his neighbors down the street in full Viking warrior gear and once convinced a class he taught that leprechauns are real. <laughs> <laughs> Just once again, I want to learn more about Tolkien. Who is this man? So let me make sure that I'm not like confusing. Was this while they're on the way to his? Oh, this. So all of this talk that we just talked about, they haven't even reached his house yet. This is just them talking while they're walking there. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, and it, yeah, he says, I have brought you about 70,000 inch strides. Is how long yeah, it how was far they went. to go to his house when he's like far. What is that word? It's I like I would classify. Far. I would classify seventy thousand inch strides as far. Um. Yeah. And then the, yeah, this is when they get the 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 nice water. The good that water. heals them. Oh mysteriously. yeah. Mysteriously, the, the table is like seven feet off the ground, and he's like, I don't have any chairs, so. <laughs> yeah, and like just sits them on, on the there. Table. Yeah. Oh, and then I also wrote down, this is the epitome of there must be something in the water, I guess. I don't, I don't know what my brainwave was thinking then, but I guess something that... Oh, it says, the effect of the draft began at the toes and rose steadily through every limb, bringing refreshment and vigor as it coursed upwards right to the tips of the hair. Oh, is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah, thank you! Thank you. I See, always thought it was draught. Draught, thank you. <laughs> thank you. See, I'm not... This is what... Um, it happened in a recent episode. I pronounced the word... I pronounced that word, draught. And then Tyler texted me and was like, it's pronounced draft. And then I was like, you're... Just spell it draft? <laughs> thank you. And I was like, you're wrong, obviously. And then I Google searched it and I was like, I'm wrong, obviously. <laughs> also, did you note that... Notice that... Um, <laughs> It begins in the toes and then moves up their body like they're trees. <gasps> That's great. Taking in the, in the water like roots. That's great, like roots. That's great. Tolkien, you sly dog. But yeah, they, yeah, everyone just has magical water, apparently. Mm -hmm. And this is where we are going to end the first part of this episode on book three, chapter four, Treebeard. So make sure to come back next week and hear the second part of this episode where we will learn more about what Mary and Pippin and Treebeard talk about. We learned the sordid history of the Entwives. I have some thoughts. And we get to have the Entmoot with the rest of the Ents. So come back. It'll be a grand old time. And have a wonderful week. Oh, wait. Credits. That's What I'm Talking About is a proud member of the Bacon and Eggs Network. If you want to learn more about that, go to baconandeggs.media. The cover is by Vaishon Brandon. Support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find me on Twitter at mcwatt416 and Instagram at mcturndownforwatt. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at, wait, yeah, at Talking About Pod. And you can also now join the Facebook group. It is open and free to the public. You just have to answer a question to prove that you're not a robot. And they're very easy questions, as long as you're not a robot. Sorry. And there was something else I was going to share. Oh, yeah. And make sure to go follow Neil on Instagram, at NeilBeforeGod. That will be in all of the episode description information. So until next time, that's what I'm talking about.